1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good. Great. Okay. How are you? All right. And just enjoying the summer weather. I know. For isn't a few it, more isn't hours. It lovely, isn't it lovely to be wearing shorts the first week of November? 74, yeah. 75 degrees yesterday. It was great. Middle of next week, we're looking at upper 60s again. It's going to cool off for a couple of days oh, and then it gets very, warm again. Very mild. Remember, remember this in uh, January. People are out there going, yeah. I thought this was music yes. news, not yeah. not weather. Weather, well, you know. But before we get to music news. Ooh, what are the top five weather songs? <laughs> it's Rain and Men, number one. Man, there you go. Changing uh, the weather, uh, John ha- John Fogarty. There's that's two. A good one. Um, you know, Who Will Stop the Rain by Creedence. Three, um, and that's Fogarty again. Yeah. Um, Wait, did he ever sing about anything other than Rainy that? Night in Georgia. Rainy Night in Georgia, Texas Floods, Stevie Ray Vaughan. There you go. There's five. All right. Boom. Whammo. Didn't, didn't even take, take us. at all. Didn't yeah. take. Yeah, that was. I was not rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> not throw yeah, that well, in Well, we can, we, can, we can keep going. <laughs> that is certainly weather. <laughs> that is weather. Uh, I was going to talk about all the Detroit uh, sports references yeah. here because the Bucks had the Pistons for two, two here in home town. And home. Yeah. Home and home. And we've got the Packers here on Sunday. And you're going to the game. I'm going to the game. Who are you going with? You going friends? Um, you going with family? Um, a, uh, yeah, a friend. Okay. Okay. All right. Go with friends. Tail, tailgate with a few folks. So you're Marcus. all in. You're not just going to show up for the game. You're going to tailgate first. Tailgate the a whole little bit. I got the bag for my head. We're we're all good. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you've got to win. Come on. Yeah. You're one in what five? One in six for the season. One in six. All right. Okay. Let's get to music news here. Um. I, Brian and I saw this story earlier in the week, and we both said, well, that doesn't seem like very much, but Huey Lewis and the News just sold their catalog. They did. They sold actually sold part of their catalog. They sold from the they, they sold the best part of the catalog, so up through 1994. Uh, there were recordings after that, but this is, you know, the sports album, the, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, the four albums. You know, the big hits, Harder Rock and Roll, mm-hmm. Working for a Living, Hip to Be Square, $20 million, the primary wave music. And, yeah, you know, compared to when you hear about Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen and you hear these half-a-billion-dollar, you know, lottery win uh, type of sales, it, it doesn't seem seem like much, but it's nothing to sneeze at. And it's also a reflection, too, that some of these numbers you're hearing are maybe a little inflated and aren't necessarily what what you're hearing uh, they sold for. Um, that that said, you know, you know, yes, the Springsteen and Dylan catalog sold for big, big money. Others have sold in the hundred million range. But uh, I actually spoke with uh, a couple guys from the band uh, during the week, and everybody seems content. Uh, you know, with this, that this was the right deal. Um, you know, twenty million dollars. They still retain in this particular deal they still retain some control and royalties as well they did not sell their royal their songwriting royalties. so they'll still have some sort of revenue stream they'll still from... have a revenue stream not just one big check but they did get a big check um, amongst them uh, Huey was always a Huey was a team guy 
Yep. Huey had a chance early on to just be Huey Lewis, and he said, no, these are my friends. This is what we do. We do it together, right? Right, and he wanted to be in a band. And he wanted to be in a band, and he liked these guys. He was good. Like his drummer, he's been friends with since grade school, right? Since grade school, right. Right. Um, so was the money divided evenly? Or uh, You know, I don't know what the exact breakdown was. Um, you know, the, the ones who got rich were the guys who actually wrote the song. So, like, the, the bass players did not write songs, so... You know, they weren't necessarily included. I think this is really, you know, the, the windfall is for the guys who did right. Yeah, so the number was $20 million, right, that they right. got? You know who doesn't even get out of bed for $20 million? <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, she... $20 million. You know, she's having... She's continuing to have... I, you almost forget year to year how dominant she is when when she has something out and, and something active. Um yeah, this week the big news. You know, Katy Perry doesn't forget that. No, no. But the it's Midnight like album, been, Midnight album has been selling. You know, still selling gangbusters. And this week, Taylor Swift became the first artist in the 64-year history of the Billboard Hot 100 to have all of the top 10 songs. Songs one through 10 are all from Midnight's. You know, from Antihero, which is number one on down. Does that seem crazy to you? Well, that, it's that you there's, know, there's so many Taylor, there's there's Swifties I know that they can, can that they can move her to the top ten spots in one week on the yep. Billboard charts. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, amazing that reach. And yeah, this wouldn't have happened in the pre-streaming age, you know, when it was based on on physical, you know, physical sales and and actual sales. You know, now you factor in streaming. So when anti-hero gets streamed, you know, a million times a minute, it seems like, you know, and then, you know, if somebody's, if somebody's listening to the album the right way, those, those each get registered as individual streams. And, and so they help boost them on the singles. Well, and then to stir the Swifties up even more, she announced her tour this week. Yeah, yeah, that was big. So that really, the hive is just buzzing right oh, now. Oh, the, pre, the pre-sale is going on now. And I mean, it's, you know, people are registering, you know, multiple times and, you know, trying to register in different cities. Uh, the closest it gets to Milwaukee will be June 2nd and 3rd at Soldier Field in Chicago. Who is her audience? I mean, I always now say all these little girls that are Swifties, but it can't just be all little girls, right? Not, any, not anymore, because right. the, the little girls who were Swifties back when she started putting out albums are now grown women, and you know they are they're bringing some of them are bringing their children. There's also a larger than you'd think contingency of men who actually like Taylor Swift, and certainly her turn to a different kind of sound over the last three, four albums, depending on how, how we count them, has gotten her, you know, yet an, yet another audience of, if we call them hipsters or, you know, more of the, the Billy Eilish crowd who, you know, might not have liked the Red. Are her but, songs more thoughtful now than they were? Yeah. Mm. yeah Say on Fearless? They're definitely a more sophisticated, um, you know, expression than they, than they were back when she started. You know, she is, she, she's, thinking about some of the same themes but she's developed those themes as an adult now and so you're you know you're listening you are listening to more of a singer songwriter now than a pop star all right but the beatles had a little beatles may beat her in in england uh this revolver reissue you know the big box set the lux package is selling very well 
everywhere, but especially in England. And so there's some some thought that that they might Revolver might beat Midnight's, which has had a two week run at number one in England. But there's no, they're thinking the Beatles may will out. Uh, we'll know we'll know that soon. Why she's was- in that uh, Amsterdam? Uh, it's a movie, the movie Amsterdam, right? She's oh, in that Taylor yeah. Swift, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, she's she's the queen of all media, you know. She, Does she have a big part, or was it like a? It's like, it's like a small. It's not as big of a part as um, what was it? Valentine's Day was that the one she was in? I the yeah, kind of it was, it was a love actually kind of film. Right, um, she was uh, was in that. Um, there were a bunch of people. Everybody was Luis. in it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a terrible okay. movie. But were, uh, <laughs> hey, what should you say unless you want you know Swifties standing no, I, in your I driveway? Think, yeah, I think I think even the discerning Swiftie uh, realizes that's not Taylor's best on-screen moment. So, Valentine's yeah. Day, yes, that, that was, was uh, Julia Roberts, Jamie Foxx, yeah. Anne Hathaway, Jessica Alba, yeah, yeah. and Taylor's and starring Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> in some quarters. <laughs> Why does Dolly Parton want to get Led Zeppelin back together? Well, she wants to record. Like, we, we actually talked about this a little bit last week. So she's going to do a rock album now that she's getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow. And uh, she is going to do a rock album. And she said she is going to re-record Stairway to Heaven. She had recorded it earlier, a bluegrass version uh, for a previous album. Now she's saying she's going to do a straight-up rock and roll version. And she'd like to have Robert Plant sing on it and maybe Jimmy Page would play something on it. Interestingly, she didn't mention poor John Paul Jones. Seems like so few do. But, uh, you know, maybe somebody, if they do get that in motion, maybe somebody will correct her and, you know, say, that listen, if you really want to want it to be Led Zeppelin, here's John Paul Jones, and maybe call Jason Bonham to play drums on it. Everybody well, loves Dolly, right? I mean, everybody, everybody loves, Dolly. loves Dolly. So, can Dolly Parton get those guys back together in a studio for a little while, you think? Well, not not necessarily together in a studio. I'm sure if it did happen, you know, Robert would fly in his part. Jimmy would record something at home, you know, and send, send it over the interwebs to the studio. So I don't know that we'd have a Led Zeppelin moment in the, together, but I could see them being reunited, you know, audibly on, on a track. You think that's the best we can hope for as yeah. far as the Zeppelin reunion goes? I do. I do. I mean, we're not going to see them on stage again together or anything like that. All right. Well, um, um, who am I looking at here? Oh, Mariah Carey. She got good news this she week. She got good news this week. Yeah, she is no longer being sued for the moment. Uh, overall, <laughs> all I want is Christmas for you. She had been sued uh, last year by a guy named Vince Vance, who recorded a, a song called All I Want for Christmas is You with his band The Valiants. Um, and th- that was out a year before, uh, you know, took a couple years before Dolly, or uh, Dolly, uh, before Mariah's. She released hers in 94. Um, Vince Vance released his in 1989. But this week, uh, he moved to voluntarily dismiss the case from court, asked the judge to dismiss it. It was granted. It does leave him the option to come back and sue again. Um, you know, I think the, so the, the message here is that he didn't have his case together enough. To you know, to really move forward with it. So you think he's out gathering up more evidence or getting? Uh... Yeah, it's possible. You know, you know, who knows? Maybe his attorney said to him, "We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to go all the way with this." And maybe he has to go get a, get some more attorneys. Nobody's saying, you know, why he decided to dismiss it now. Her name is pronounced Mariah Carey, right? We're Her saying name that. Is pronounced Mariah Carey. It's not like 
A so Dale like a is Dale. trying to pull on us now. So I'm like, excuse me, a Dale. Yeah. Um, yeah so Dale. yeah, this was new, this was news to us this week that we've been pronouncing her name wrong all these years. She did a um, she was doing a Q and A uh, with fans, and one of the fa- one of the fans, you know, addressed her as a Dale with the emphasis on the second syllable. Yeah. And she uh, and, and and Adele said, "I love that." She said my name perfectly. So. Now the question is, okay, did this does that mean we've really been saying it wrong, or did she just like the way it sounded as Adele rather than Adele? What are you gonna do? Me? Yeah, I'll probably still refer to her as Adele because I've been doing it all these years, and, okay. it's, and I'm too old to change my brain. Because you you hmm. called the magazine that uh, the the rock and roll magazine. Do you do you remember? You know which one I'm talking about? Um, maybe not. Rolling. Rolling Stone? Yeah, you, you call it the Rolling Stone. You put the emphasis a little no. differently than most people. No, you I call know. it Rolling Stone. Okay, all right. What about the band? The band is in the band? Oh, the band is the Rolling Stones. <laughs> okay, the, all right. They're the Rolling Stones. Costello the magazine, bit coming in. <laughs> the magazine is Rolling Stone. Okay. 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 That's how you know the Although difference. there are issues of Rolling right. Stones, or you could say those those are the Rolling Stones magazines that I have in my, anyway. All right, speaking of the Stones... They got a new Being album. The Stones, yes. Well, they've they've been there have been lots of hints and chatter about it, and now Keith Richards has posted online that uh, you know that well his his Facebook post simply says new sounds on the horizon, and it shows him working in the studio. You know they've been working on it. They've been working on this album for a long, long time, and most recently they've been seen going in and out of the studio in New York. Ronnie Wood has has kind of uh, confirmed that that's happening to Ryan Petter uh, from the band One Republic, who's a hit-making songwriter and producer for others, has uh, has also said, you know, you know, he was involved in it. Apparently, Charlie Watts did play drums on a lot of these tracks, so we'll be hearing him as well. No news about, about when it's going to be out yet or what it'll be called. This will be the first album since the Blue and Lonesome Blues Covers album in 2016 and their first of all original material in 2000 since 2005 now it's this when we talk about the new album this isn't their country tribute thing right no no this is a country tribute thing that's going to come out in um next year early next year is a bunch, a bunch of country artists who have gotten together to record uh rolling stone songs uh we the first single from it from the brothers osborne and the war and treaty they did i know it's only rock and roll but i like it uh, that single came out today. They're going to perform it uh, next week on the CMA Awards. Also recording tracks on this album, uh, Marin Morris, Eric Church, Brooks and Dunn, Jimmy Allen, uh, Marcus King's on here, Little Big Town, Ashley McBride, Zach Brown Band. So, you know, it's kind of like if you remember that Eagles uh, country tribute concert of several years ago, and I think there was one done for Leonard, Sk- Leonard Skinnerd and a Creedence Clearwater Revival yeah, now the Rolling Stones are going to get their country tribute, and it's called Stone Cold Country, Stoned, S-T-O-N-E-D, Cold Country. And while that is, uh, you know, it, it makes sense, you know, country's always been part of the Rolling Stones mix, too. So why not let country artists pay their tribute? All right, we should talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before we wrap it up this yeah, week. Yeah, taking place tomorrow in Los Angeles. It's going to you know, going to be there for the first time in quite a while. And uh, John Sykes, the the chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation, did confirm that there is the 
the induction ceremonies are go- are going to go between on a circuit between Los Angeles, New York, and Cleveland now. And he said he's holding out that maybe you know maybe we'll go back to London at some point. A big class going in this year: Duran Duran, Pat Benatar, Eurythmics, Dolly. I was going in Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and Eminem. Musical Excellence Awards to Judas Priest uh, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, Early Influence Awards to Harry Belafonte and Elizabeth Cotton. And uh, the Ahmed Erdogan Award, you know, for people behind the scenes, is going to uh, Jimmy Iovine, you know, who helped create the Beats by Dre, uh, Sylvia Robinson, who founded the Sugar Hill Records label, and Alan Grubman, attorney to the stars. Uh, looks like uh, Bruce Springsteen's going to be there. He's Everybody's betting he's going to induct uh, Alan Grubman, uh, The Edge from U2, Zach Brown's going to be part of this, Pink Sheryl Crow, John Mellencamp. It uh, looks like Olivia Rodrigo and I think it's Alanis Morissette are going to be singing You're So Vain in honor of Carly Simon, who has said she will not be there um, you know, after the death of her two sisters one day apart. Uh, wow, I didn't, even, I didn't hear ago. about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just happened. I think it was like two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, both of her sisters, her older sisters, passed away. Like I say, one 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 day after the other. So Carly has said she's not going to be there. Um, Alice Cooper is going to be there. Lenny Kravitz, Brandy Carlisle, Miley Cyrus. You know, nobody knows exactly who's doing what yet. And some of these are very likely to be virtual. You know, taped uh, either tributes or introductions. Or, or inductions, much like they did last year. It was a bit of a hybrid show, but there will be lots of performances. I, th- I think the majority of the inductees are going to be performing. You're going to be locked in front of the TV watching? Yeah, not, well, we won't be able to watch it until November 19th right. when yeah. HBO films and tapes it. Uh, there are, there are uh, sources to listen to it on this weekend, but they're competitors of ours, so we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> What's the Blink-182 uh, guitarist sci-fi film? Um, so yeah, Tom DeLonge, you know, he is he is totally into uh, UFO called UFOs and everything. Okay, and he you know, has written books about them, and then he put together a uh, a movie. Uh, it's called Monsters of California, and it is about a paranormal event, you know, in California. Okay, and he wrote the movie. He's going to direct it, and he got a deal with Screen Media. Uh, picked up the worldwide rights, so it's going to go into production, and it will have distribution. Okay, um, so he's he's into UFOs, but it's not about UFOs; it's about paranormal. So. Yeah, the paranormal usually involves you. Well, often involves US, UFOs. Okay, I was hoping so. for map, 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 map. So, you know, <laughs> Mars attack sort of thing again. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be a okay. comedy. Okay, so right. be, uh, you know, so it's a big year for him. He'll have the movie, and then he'll be, uh, you know, he's back with Blink One Eighty Two and. They're touring and putting a new album. Can you name the artist that made the Martian's heads explode? No, Gary? I can't. I cannot, but I, re- I, I remember I, it. Exploding. I know it. I know. I know. I Go ahead, Brian. So you, you with your hand raised. Yeah. Slim Whitman. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Our buddy Slim. Yeah. <laughs> the master of yodeling, I guess, not the pan flute. That was Zamfur. Was the master of the pan flute? Yeah. Zamfur. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Slim did. Una Paloma Blanca. Right, right. A couple well, others. A yodeler. Right. Yeah. And we didn't have a yodeler again until, uh, what's her name? Who's the blonde? Leanne Rimes came yeah. along. Yeah. Oh, Cattle yeah. Call? She yeah. Well, she redid Eddie Arnold, Eddie Arnold, who used to right. yodel. The Texas, yeah. the Tennessee Plowboy. Plow right. Yeah. Boy. Oh, all right. Gary, we're out of time. All <laughs> right. We're far too far down memory lane here. There we go. 
All right, we're going to find our way back. We're going to the sunset and uh, talk next week. All right, Gary, we'll talk to you then. You take care. Gary Graff, our music guy.